How many times have you heard the phrase, that's just the story you're telling yourself when it comes to self-discovery work? Well, today we're unpacking what the phrase means and how the phrase itself doesn't tell the whole story of our experience. We're also diving into the idea of true north and how understanding that part of your spiritual compass, what it plays in finding your own true north with our friend, Lauren Schwartzfeld. She is the best-selling author of Unboxed Essays on Learning to Trust Myself So I Could Stop Doing the Things I Hate. Lauren is also known for her Get Curious experience. And you know, we're all about curiosity here on AWS, where she helps her clients reclaim space in their lives, step out of their perceived expectations and learn how to trust themselves. We're excited you're here. Welcome to Adventures with Spirit. Hi, I'm Andrea Neville. And I'm Jessica Paschke. We are psychic mediums who like to consider our spiritual experiences as adventures. We've discovered that sometimes the adventure is wonderful and unexpected, and sometimes it's really uncomfortable. So join us as we chat about spiritual adventures and answer your questions, giving you specific tools and practices you can use to navigate the journey with more confidence. Welcome to Adventures with Spirit. Hello, hello. Hello, everybody. Today, we're getting really close to the end of season two. We're not quite there yet, but we're almost there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we're just taking a look back on our theme, understanding self and all the different ways that we can remember who we really are. And we've got a great guest on to help us explore that. But first, let's chat a little bit about the past season because we covered a lot. We did. And when I think about that, it... It's even hard to recap because with that theme of understanding self, we supported it with, we talked about belief systems mm. and archetypes. Oh, that was one of my favorites. That was good. And <laughs> that was a good voice one. <laughs> and how to develop and explore that into meditation and mindfulness. Yeah. And then I had the great fun of reading your Akashic Records. Yes. Which was awesome. Thank you. And then we went into, of course, because after Akashic Records, we did soul contracts. Because you kind of they kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> they do, which was an unexpected bonus, but hey. And all of this, you see how it's just weaving in there. Then we went on, you know, in ways that also included ways to fully understand yourself using various tools and techniques that support your discovery of adventure. Yeah. We did a lot. We did a lot. <laughs> and we all looked at it through the lens of understanding self, which I think mm -hmm. is really cool. And I think is really powerful. Really, all of these things, through all of these things, we've been kind of exploring our spiritual compass or what we call our spiritual compass. Andrea, do you want to kind of tell them a little bit about what we mean when we say that? Sure. So that spiritual compass is, think of it if your direction it's how you get your bearings as you work through this journey, this adventure called life. And it it's made up of, of core points, such as your own evolution, your values, your intentions, your emotional awareness, your purpose, all combined to help you know your way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they all make up your compass. And then you use that compass to kind of continue towards true north, right? This idea of of staying in alignment and, and kind of figuring out how to move forward from there. 
And I think one really important aspect about True North is, is that it's not always the same direction every time, right? Mm. Our lives change, they shift, things move around. And so one day your True North might be on your right and one day it might be on your left and the other day it might be totally under your feet, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and we kind of dove in to talking about spiritual compass and talking about our stories and what our stories mean and the stories that we tell ourselves and the stories that carry wisdom and the other things that go along with it and and really how that all ties into our true north. And our friend Lauren actually found her true north by first going in the exact opposite direction. Hi, everybody. How you doing today? And welcome, Lauren. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. <laughs> really happy to have you. I'm so intrigued. <laughs> so our theme for the whole season has been understanding self through, you know, divination, spiritual practices. And this just seems to, your work embodies that statement in such a beautiful way. So how did you bring that idea to fruition for yourself, right? How you make your story come to life? Yeah, you know, well, I think I started off by being cranky for about a decade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't understand myself for a while. I spent a long time doing all of the things that I felt like I was supposed to be doing. I was good at math. I had a lot of student loans. And so I naturally became an accountant working in finance because those were some very, very logical decisions. And almost immediately upon graduating from college, realized I was not meant to sit in an office looking at spreadsheets all day. And it took a bunch of iterations of these little shifts of being like, oh, I could just tweak this little thing here. I could just tweak this little thing here before I realized I don't need a small tweak. I need to like blow this whole thing up and really ask myself, like, what do you want to do? Like, what is it that will make you happy? And it took a lot of asking myself these questions, figuring out what the things are that actually bring me joy and make me really, really happy and make me not feel stuck and not feel cranky and not, you know, want to like run away. The like sad, but also really amazing thing is that once you experience those things and feel that like deep joy of being like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what it feels like to be in alignment. This is what it feels like to to be in the place where I'm supposed to be, you can't unfeel that and you can't unremember it and you can't not try to recreate that over and over and over again. And so I came to realize that there's this like huge energetic shift in myself when I am feeling like that and when I am acting and thinking and being in that kind of state of alignment. But you have to work for it and you have to kind of like do these constant sort of check-ins and be like, mm -hmm. am I still here? Like, does it, do, am I still feeling it? Like, am I still, did That's I a great sort point. of forget? Yeah, because once you, like you said, once you feel it, you can't unfeel it. But then sometimes we get involved in something and we're like in it and then it 
changes or we change or whatever. And if we don't check back in, all of a sudden we're like, how long have I been doing this and not feeling what I felt when I started? (laughs) Right. I'm like, wait, did I, did I change or did this change? Like, am I, Mm -hmm. am I doing it wrong now? Like (laughs) we sort of get into these like autopilot modes where like, oh, wait, am I doing it wrong? Did somebody else do it wrong? Right. We do go on autopilot. And I think the alignment, which is such a beautiful word and is what helps us make those shifts. Because when we're living in alignment with our authenticity, and I will extend it to say the spirit that is inherent in all, then there's a natural shifting that happens. And our job when we pay attention works the story differently. Definitely. It's almost like, you know, if you drive like a slightly newer car, when you start to veer over and your car like automatically pulls you back, you're like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be over here. Like it's, it's pulling (laughs) me back. Like that's what alignment feels like for me (laughs) when I start to veer off and then like the car just sort of pulls me back to the middle of the lane where I'm supposed to be. And I'm like, oh, thanks. This is, this is Uh better. This is where I belong. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I I hear people say, I love that simile for it. People say that their path, right? What is my path and how do I know what my path is and how do I know if I'm on it or off it? And Jessica and I, of course, believe that you really can't get off of it, but that- You can certainly take a detour. You can, (laughs) but that's basically what you're saying in a different, and I love the words for it that you've used. Yeah, but you feel that sort of like safety, you know, it's so people are like, how do I know what I'm there? And it's like, well- I don't know, I know if you'd be asking because you know, but also, <laughs> but also, are you ready to call this your path? Because are you yeah. ready to like set up shop? Because mm-hmm. you can make it your path if you want to. That's a great point. You can make it your path if you want to, right? And it's is like this if you what look you around and you're like, I kind of want to be here. This place looks pretty red. And like, maybe we, maybe we see what we can make out of it. Yeah. You know, I think we also put a lot of pressure on on what things are supposed to be. I think over the last decade or so, you know, I'm a coach and I coach people mm-hmm. through stuff. You're a coach, Jessica. Yeah. Like you're both, you know, in the spiritual, like there's been a lot of like coaching stuff that feels a little off. There's been yes. a lot of spiritual co-opting of things yes yes 100 there's been a lot of stuff that feels off and I think in that process there's been a lot of pressure that people have felt to make this process of finding yourself and digging deep and finding your purpose and like working through the hard stuff look a really specific way Mm -hmm. in a way where I think people feel a lot of pressure to do it a very, very specific way that might not necessarily be the way that is authentic or in alignment with who they actually are. But there's like a very, they're like, oh, wait, no, no, no. This person on Instagram said, I'm supposed to do it like this, or this person cried when they did it. So maybe I'm not doing (laughs) it right. And, you know, this idea that there's like a really specific way that, that everyone is supposed to do it. And I think we sometimes lose that piece of like checking in with ourselves and, and, and there's also like a speed to, you know, I, above all else, I will say the two things that I think are most important if you are trying to connect with yourself is that you have to check in with yourself often (laughs) and you have to slow down. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you just have to do this process slowly. Would that be, because my question would be, how did you learn to trust yourself so that you could stop doing the things you hate? Are those two items on that list? And then what, oh, what is absolutely. it? Like, what is it? Yeah. What are the things? So, you know, it's so, I mean, the checking in with yourself is this sort of constant process of like asking yourself, does this fit? Does mm-hmm. this thing fit? Like, what is it that I'm feeling and why am I feeling this thing? Like, am I feeling cranky right now because I don't like what I'm doing? Am I feeling cranky right now because I don't want to be doing it because it's not the thing I want to be doing or because I'm not doing it the way I feel like I'm supposed to be doing? For a long time, I felt like I didn't enjoy being a mother. And yet the thing that was actually happening was that I was trying to be a mother the way the people around me mothered their children. And as it turns out, like, I don't like to bake brownies. I don't (laughs) want to be part of the PTA. Like, (laughs) I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom. Like, I don't want to do things the way other people are doing them. And when I stopped trying to imitate what other people were doing, I enjoyed them so much more. Oh, that's a great point. That's a great point. Because don't you think, too, it's that when we start to tune into that external noise more than we tune into our inner voice when when our car gets out of alignment the most like and I think with social media like you were saying it's so much easier to tune into the external noise than it was a decade or two decades ago right Mm. because it's so it's on all of our phones it's loud it's in our face and we're seeing all these people doing it and I think it's human nature to to kind of look at yourself and be like but am I doing it right because they're doing it this way so that must be the right way because they're the voice on the podcast or the reel or the whatever it is, right? When in reality, no. <laughs> Everything looked so different. And I fell into this trap of sort of, you know, you compare like the point A to the point Z and you you forget all of the things that are in the middle. Yeah. There's a part in the book where I talk about about how we very often, I think our brains make the shortest line from one point to the next. And so when I was growing up, I worked. I worked at a restaurant and I loved working. Like I found so much fulfillment in working at this restaurant. And so in my mind, I loved working. I needed to have a job. I always needed to have a job. Like that was my thing. I was a person who worked. So naturally, like I would want to be an accountant and go back to work after I had kids, except that I worked in a restaurant with my friends and I talked to people and I was on my feet and like there were a million things like if I had drilled down into what I enjoyed about that job, there are a million words I could have come up with about what I actually got from that job that wasn't about about just having a job, mm-hmm. right? But I would not have drawn a line to being an accountant working in finance. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, right. I enjoyed human connection. I enjoyed meeting people and making connections with people and talking to people and being of service and like being a waitress to being an accountant, like it's a million miles away. And so, you know, we lose a lot of the nuance when we just draw those really straight lines. And, and so I, think when we jump really quickly to those things we lose a lot of that we forget to to like look at who we are as the people and so because I made that that jump really quickly of like oh well I'm just a person who likes to work like that's how I gain 
my sense of self-satisfaction, I then had to sort of unravel and step back and be like, it's not work. It's connection. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. You were the craving people... something more and deeper. We talk a lot about this in our spiritual compass class where we look at like, okay, what are your values and what are your intentions and what are the emotions coming up in you? Because that's kind of how you figure out what your true north is, right? And true north can look like a lot of things, right? But as long as you kind of have that compass in, you're not going to like veer into the ditch, you know, (laughs) when your brain wants to make that straight line, because there's a, like a second thing that you think of, right? Like you said, connection was one of those values that were really important. And when you realize that that wasn't present in that, if you had had that awareness before, you wouldn't have gone into accounting, Right. right? You know, it would have been a different, you would have been like, aha, no, I've got to change it. And you did shift, you know, and you've moved into very different space and job, but it was really, you had to really understand what was happening to your story as a whole, right? Yeah. I mean, I, throughout like my early twenties, I created this whole narrative around what I needed as a person and what I would be striving towards that really didn't take into account who I was as a person. And it wasn't until I had kids and started to sort of like, feel like I was unraveling that I was like, whoa, none of this fits. None of this fits. (laughs) Sometimes relationships are so weird and complicated and there's so much to them. It's like, where do you even begin to process them? And like, I'm not a therapist. I don't have a background in any sort of clinical anything. But I know as a person who has like engaged with some strange characters, like sometimes you need to figure out a way to move through these things. And sometimes the best way to do that is to make it more palatable, to make it so that you can just sort of move through it. It's not so much about that's just a story I'm telling myself. No, that is the story that you're in currently, right? But that, you know, pulling yourself out of it so you can get a better perspective on it so you can figure out, okay, well, what do I want to shift about this, right? I think when we say that's just a story I'm telling myself, it's just like, well, if I just don't think about it that way, and if I could just think better and not have those thoughts or whatever, Mm -hmm that story's going to go away and then I'll just think my way out of it. And that's not really, that's not really how it works, <laughs> you know, but don't you? Yeah. Feel it's, like- it's sticky. That's a sticky thing because I know I've used those words for myself. I don't tend to use them for others, mm-hmm. but you know, I'll say, Andrea, you're just telling yourself this story right now and you need to move it along. But that's when I know I'm not in the center of the lane. And I'm don't, right. don't you think they're rooted somewhere though, too? Like yes. that obviously happens somewhere along the path that your mm-hmm. brain is like, well, I'm assuming that this is so, gonna happen again. Right. right. And you don't you want to make sure that when I'm talking to myself, because again, I would never say this to anyone else. That's the story I'm telling myself. I don't want that to become the story that I'm creating and then I'm in. Yeah. See, I understand that shift in perspective. And so you're right, we are in this story, and then what do we do with it? Yeah. So it, it almost, it, to me, your suggestion about writing about the characters, making them characters, almost gives the writer the power and shifts the power away from the players. Yeah. And to see yeah. the potential of where it could go, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the one thing that I feel like I really need to say is like, 
I don't ever want anyone to like romanticize these characters where then they're like right about them and they're like, oh, that ex-boyfriend that treated me terribly, maybe he wasn't so bad. It's like, no, no, he was trash. Like, I'm not trying to say- <laughs> Make he him wasn't. the villain in the story. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> he was actually trash. What I am saying, write it in a way where you no longer have a like visceral reaction where it makes you sick to your stomach to think about him. Like sometimes you just need to write this stuff out and then you can put it away because I've done this with, so I don't know if you read my book, Jessica, um, but there's a character in the book who, when I wrote about her, I had a really hard time in writing, in writing about her and it brought up a lot of, stuff about her and then I later went back and did this activity where I wrote about her in a very different way and it completely changed the reaction I have now in thinking about her it almost it just long... sort of diffused it right like totally it, so like, you weren't carrying that weight around with you forward right yes yeah and so I think if you can use this to sort of like lessen that attachment to the situation it's almost like you write about it as if it's a detached situation it can really help to like not feel quite so not have quite the same grip on you but I do want to say just one more time like I'm not <laughs> don't romanticize like no that's not the point the person or that they are trash they are trash believe right. yourself Have you ever gotten to the end of an Adventures with Spirit episode and wished it had gone on longer? Well, you're in luck. Do you know that most of our episodes have extended versions? It's super easy to unlock the extended version of any episode. Just sign up for our free newsletter and we will drop that extended episode right into your inbox. So head on over to www.adventureswithspirit.com to sign up today. And then this is, these are techniques that you use to create that space in your life to bring in all the things that you love and trust yourself in doing it and release yeah. those things that you do not. When you're writing about somebody else and you're feeling your feelings, I think there's something really cathartic in kind of imagining, I mean, like who hasn't in the shower gotten like, all worked up and been like, and what were they thinking? And why would they say that to me? And how, and you, when you journal like this, you have the ability to have both sides of that angry conversation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you're writing these, like you could be writing this dialogue. And then when you're, when you're doing this, if you're writing a scene, so I do this, do this a lot. And I do it. I'm also writing a book that is actually just a novel. But when you're doing this and you're writing a scene, you have the ability to really dive into that other character. And so, you know, if you're going back 25 years and reliving this fight that you had with your mom or your sister or your whoever, you can dive in. And if you're taking on that role of your sister and you're saying the words that she's saying... If you're writing this as a scene in a novel, for example, if it's a writing exercise that I've just given you, you can't just write one person as the bad guy, right? And right. so you have to really embody this person as a full character. So Ooh, you as can't a full just, human being. As a full human being. And suddenly you have these two very 
real human beings having this very real human discussion and it changes the dynamic of of what's happening and maybe it's now 25 years later and you're writing about this this thing that happened that clearly stuck with you and you and your sister have a fine relationship now but you're sort of like oh maybe that's what she was thinking at the time maybe it's not maybe it is but it allows you to have this very different sort of perspective on what could have been coming into it. I think often when we feel hurt, we just see our feelings. Oh, that's true. Or when we get hurt, we default. Andrea, you know, you always say everyone's doing the best they can with what they have in that moment, right? Mm -hmm. In that moment. And I think, you know, the way you're describing it, it kind of helps you see like maybe where they were in that moment. Because not only do you have to acknowledge what you were feeling, because all of those emotions are coming up and you probably didn't really understand what you were feeling in the moment, except just chaos, right? (laughs) Or whatever. (laughs) Then you have to understand what you're feeling, but then you also have to understand in order to make it a real character, where they were coming from, what that backstory was, maybe what they were feeling, you know. It's the prisms. It's the prisms of a person's emotions and personality. It sounds like. Question. So- Using these tactics, I understand where we're working on relationships and situations. How do we move from releasing the things in our lives we don't want and bringing in what we do? So like if we had to do like a a wrap-up tool or a tip that's really clear for people to understand how to apply it, what would that be? We usually start out doing um, these like I am statements. Ooh. So we write, I am a yeah. hundred times and you can fill in anything else after it. I feel excited when my energy is drained when, which is sort of like, I hate, but I don't <laughs> like writing. I hate a hundred times. Cause that feels <laughs> ick. So it's like, you just write these things and I do different prompts in different settings. Like sometimes we'll do a cohort and like something different will feel right. more you know, whatever it will like resonate. I daydream about like whatever it is. And so you write as many things as you can. When you feel like you haven't, like you've run out of things to write, you write 10 more. And then we look for themes and then they sort of catch on to things. And sometimes people will have themes of like, I just want to be outside more. Like everything they like is being outside. And so it's like, hey, do you think maybe there's a way you could spend more time outside or some people will right. be like, How do you do I want it? to make more friends. I want right. to. And so, you know, we try to work. So we work on things that are, they don't have to be big. They don't have to be like, it's amazing what small shifts you can make that can really change how you feel about yourself, how you feel about your life, how you feel about possibility we also go through an exercise that's want, need, do, which is like, what are the things that you want, which is the similar kind of mm-hmm, exercise, mm-hmm. but it's like, what are the things you want in order to feel like the best, your favorite version of yourself? What are the things that you need, which are like, you know, the realistic things like money and a house and food yeah, food <laughs> um yeah like what are the actual things you need like do you need a job or do you need childcare? you know 
the mm-hmm. logistical kinds of things. And then what are the things that you can do, like the action items that you can take? So we sort of combine those things to see like, what is what would the path forward be for you? Well, I like too that each of these are open-ended. So you're not totally giving open-ended. them a set way of doing something. You're saying yeah. each of you are going to be completely different. You're really posing the questions to make them look inward, like we talked about before, mm-hmm. right? Turn off mm-hmm. the external, look inward. And then you're looking at like, you're not saying, hey, you're going to figure out your life in this one writing exercise. No, no, yeah, you're, no. you're, you're <laughs> teaching <laughs> them, right? You're teaching them how to listen to themselves, I think. Don't you think, Andrea? It's like the art of like turning off the external, listening to yourself, and then looking out and seeing with and that's why you call it get curious. You got to get curious about then, okay, but then what do I do next? Where does this go? How does this take me forward? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what happens is our curiosity gets turned off when we get stuck in a story that whether it's true or not true, that doesn't allow us to be our full selves. Or what did you say? Your favorite version of yourself. Yeah. I love that. Your favorite version of yourself. And these are kind of ways to kind of pick yourself up and out and say, okay, this is the story that I'm in and this is what has happened to me. But now moving forward, I want to change it. Mm-hmm. Right. And here are ways to get a different perspective on how to do that. And I think that's kind of what intuitive development is all about. It's kind of what this Adventures with Spirit is all about. Is like, what is your adventure going to look like? Right. You know, get curious, get curious, get in touch with yourself, Mm -hmm. pay attention to the episode we did on Claire's was about it's similar, making me think of this, Lauren, take your temperature, understand where your emotional barometer is. So it tells you how you're feeling through your senses and then making the necessary shifts once you're aware of it and your writing exercises sound as they do the same. It makes me feel as though you can get clear so that it becomes manageable, actionable steps. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The definitely. clarity, curiosity, so that you can get clarity, so that you can take action and you can write or rewrite or play with your story as often as you want to. Yeah. Like those little small points of discovery and you can meet yourself wherever you're at. So like you said, Lauren, like sometimes you'll want to rewrite the story mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and be like, yeah, I wish I would have said this. And it allows you to let it go. And sometimes you need to see what was happening with those around you in order to be, have a little more empathy, maybe in a better perspective. And sometimes you can be, you'll write the story and you'll see like, wow, this is not why am I in this story? <laughs> like, you know, don't you think yeah. it's like, a million little small steps sometimes lead up to getting you where you don't want to be. Just like a little million small steps will lead you to where you want to be. And it's just through awareness and curiosity. Yes. You yeah, I mean, I think it's the preferred. <laughs> you know? Well, that's so interesting that you say that because very, uh, I don't know. So often I'll be like, I'll leave a situation to be like, oh man, I should have said that thing. And then I think like, what if I said that to that person and like they had cried or something? So like, you know how you like rewrite these stories in your head and you're like, maybe I just said the right thing. Like, or someone <laughs> just enough just, like, to like rewrite a thing and be like, oh no, the way, the way it happened was just fine. Right. Just it fine. helps you settle into it. Right. Yeah. You're not thinking about it as you go to sleep at night. You're like, whoa. Yeah. And I think it would be a great exercise to do before you go to bed, especially if you've got something rolling around. Yeah. If you are spinning about something that happened, like write it out. 
write that scene. Write that scene is like a person who walked by it and saw it. Mm. Like, what did they think about it? That's interesting. Yeah. The potential, too, for healing is so huge, too. Because then I'm just thinking of all of those people who don't feel seen in their story. Yeah. They get to write themselves as as the hero of their own story or mm. the center where they finally are seen and their emotions are acknowledged and their challenges and their wins and their successes are acknowledged in a way that features them. And that would be hugely powerful, I would think, you know? Yeah. And I say this as writing because that's what speaks to me. There are other people who writing is not their thing. You know, if you like to paint, paint these things, draw these mm -hmm. things. If there's other ways of expressing it, like express it like that. Form of expression to be curious and clear on the adventure that is life. I like it. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren, for being here today. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren, can you just quickly tell them where they can find you and get in contact with you? Yeah, so my website is everythinglauren.com and I am on Instagram. It's everything Lauren. Those are probably the best places to find me. And they can find your books on Amazon, Bookshop, wherever they get a, their local bookstore, correct? Yes. I love local bookstores, so mm -hmm. I recommend buying from Bookshop, but leave reviews on Amazon. <laughs> So as we hear through that writing your own story, which I love the concept of, and it just yeah. ties in beautifully with what we've been talking about all season. It's really understanding, you know, how we move through the world, understanding ourselves, and it helps us to navigate the adventure more easily and with more awareness, which for me translates into responsibility. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's a good word. That's a big word, responsibility. <laughs> big word. <laughs> and it, I love too how how Lauren really demonstrated that that finding your true north can kind of be a winding a winding road. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not. And when you try to make it a direct connection, one of my favorite things she says is when you try when the brain tries to make a direct connection from A to Z, it usually is missing something along the way. <laughs> it is. And the other thing that really resonated with me when she said, you know, she loved when she was a server working in the restaurant mm -hmm. and drilling down and understanding the whys of that, because it takes me back even to your very patterned history, Jessica, work history and experience history and, mm -hmm. and mine as well, which I think is a less varied than yours, but very similar. <laughs> and when you, when you drill down to it, you still, you see the theme, you see, you know, hers as Lauren was talking about communication and being with people and, and it just, connection. Yeah, it's a nice way of seeing how we can develop our story so that we understand it more clearly to help us to understand ourselves and stay in alignment on our way. I love it. So, I love it. So grateful for her to pop on here and help us out great. with that. It was yeah. great. And now here we are. We have one more episode this season. Yay. It's dropping in two weeks. Live readings. Live readings. <laughs> because of course, like really, of course, everybody, what we've been talking about all season, we need to get it into action. We need mm -hmm. to apply it. So the next episode, which will be the final episode of season two, 
will be dropping in two weeks and it is live reading that you'll hear. And then there will be an additional extended episode with a live reading coming out later on. And Jessica is going to tell you how you get a hold of that. Okay. So we do extended episodes from time to time and where the conversation just didn't want to end or the reading just was amazing and needed its own space. And so how you get connected with those extended episodes is signing up for our newsletter. And it's really easy to do. You just hop on over to www.adventureswithspirit.com forward slash newsletter. And you just type in your email and then you'll receive an email where you just click, yes, I want to be on this list. And once you get on this list, you're going to hear all kinds of fun things because not only are you going to get the extended episodes, but we have some fun spring content coming up. I'm actually really, really excited because you know my thing is connecting live with people. It's your thing too. Like I love being in a room live. (laughs) And we've got a couple opportunities where you can be in the room with us live. So we have a free workshop all about Spiritual Compass that runs this May. So you're going to want to hop on our webpage, adventureswithspirit.com, or you're going to make sure you're on that newsletter so you're the first to find out and you can sign up and get into that free workshop called Spiritual Compass. And we're going to focus on all the different parts of your spiritual compass, helping you figure them out, leading up to a call of discovering your purpose. So we're really excited about that. We also have a live automatic writing workshop. And automatic writing is actually one of my most favorite things to do and teach. Yes, <laughs> I love automatic writing. <laughs> we did an episode on that earlier in the season. We you can did. go back and check it out. We did. And so we're doing that workshop as well. And then we've got the Doors to the Spiritual Evolution Collective opening up. Mm-hmm. Uh, in May. So I'm super excited about wow. that. I can't wait to welcome a whole new group of people. We've got an amazing group in there right now. We do. And I'm really excited to see who appears, who feels called to join the Spiritual Evolution Collective. So we're really excited about that. All kinds of delicious stuff in there. We did an evolution circle on your calling. We've done Claire development circles. Calling talked about purpose. Ego. Yeah. And exploring your ego. And there's just all kinds of awesome meditations and classes and things like that in the library. So I'm really excited to get the word out about Spiritual Evolution Collective because mm-hmm. that's kind of our, that's our baby. It is. <laughs> it know? is. The podcast and the collective, those are our that's, kids. That's it. <laughs> so thanks for listening today, everybody. And we will see you, see you, hear you two weeks from now for live readings. Have a wonderful day today and a happy, happy adventure. Thanks for being a part of today's Adventures with Spirit. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. We'd love it if you left a review. Visit our website at adventureswithspirit.com to subscribe to our newsletter, submit a question, check out classes, and schedule your own personal reading with us. Follow us on Instagram at Adventures with Spirit Official for more inspiring content. Here's to being adventurous. <laughs> <laughs>